Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hi guys, it's Megan and Jay. Welcome to the Reality Bites podcast. Today is Monday, June 1st. This feels a little different today than in, in Monday's past when we come in and it's uh, how was your weekend? What'd you do? Uh, there's a lot of unrest in the country right now. And Jay, you and I all morning long have been having conversations about your experiences and you being the father of a six-year-old daughter and how you have these conversations with your with your kids. You know, look, we don't have millions of <laughs> listeners of this podcast, but we have hundreds. And uh, and so I kind of want to like let you have the floor and just say how, how you're feeling and what your thoughts. Well, I mean, obviously, are. everybody's, um, you know, we said a little bit earlier, everybody has the right to feel how they feel. And so the people who are out there protesting are feeling a certain way and they absolutely have a right to feel that way. They, you know, it's been years of pent up frustration and, uh, you know, being treated in a way that isn't common to a lot of other people in the way they get treated. And so we've had this conversation all morning long and we've said all along that the important thing is to continue to have these conversations with people. You know what I'm saying? If you have a friend or you know people, you know, of a different culture, regardless, African-American, Latino, white, talk to them, find out about their experiences because the more you know about other people, then the more you can hopefully understand other people and understanding is what prevents a lot of conflict just in general yeah I mean, we just know that as a fact one of the the stories that you shared with me that was just the biggest contrast between your experience and my experience is that you were talking about the time you were driving from la back to the east coast and you were moving your sister you were helping her move her things and you and your best friend um he's hispanic were in alabama and you got pulled over and immediately you were asked to step out of the vehicle and as a caucasian female i have never in my entire lifetime of getting pulled over and I have been pulled over multiple times for multiple things I've never been asked to step out of my vehicle and you looked at me and you were like oh almost every time I get asked to step out of the vehicle I mean it's uh it's definitely been more times than I can probably even recall and I mean I told you a story about when the vehicle wasn't even moving I was just parked waiting for my mom to come out of the store and officers have come up to me and asked me to get out of my vehicle and it's just uh it's something that hopefully it doesn't make me bitter or angry toward anybody institution or race or anything but it's always something that you know i keep in the kind of forefront of my mind at all times and that you know hopefully other people can understand yeah and your father was a police officer yes. so so you come from a background where you understand the importance of law enforcement and authority and respecting authority at the same time you have had experiences that the average white person has never had in their lifetime and you've had it happen to you over multiple times and that's that's how we begin to heal and come together and unify to put an end to the inherent systemic racism that is still plaguing this human race and start 
to move forward and invoke change. Absolutely. Maybe that's why I like 90 Day Fiance so much is because it is about cultures. Kind Multicultural. Of coming together and trying to understand each other. And sometimes it's just a big happy mess. Yeah. And you and I said, you know, this podcast is about a reality show. But <laughs> it, I also felt remiss if we didn't acknowledge in some way, shape or form that Jay and I aren't just coworkers. We're friends. And you told me stories this morning that I that I didn't know. And, and that this idea of white privilege and acknowledging that it it exists, whether you realize it or not, is another step in unconditioning yourself right. to believe that your experience is the same as everybody else's because it's not and it's not fair and it's unjust and it has to stop. But we don't want to get too. <laughs> I feel like I already have. It's but okay. at the same time, coming off of a weekend like what we just saw, it's just proof that you said this morning we made a lot of progress but we're nowhere near where we need to be no we haven't made it to the goal line yet haven't made it to the goal line yet but 90 day fiance is the show that we're here to talk about because you and i two people from two very different backgrounds have found common ground (laughs) over our love of this dumpster fire of a show Oh, oh but before i forget jay we got a couple new reviews that i really want okay i want to share with you because i think it's important a because i I want you to know if you leave us a comment and write a review we read it and we take this very i take this very seriously probably more seriously than i should um <laughs> however the new reviews that came in were good however we did get why can't i see the comments now what's happening oh Jeez. nope never mind <laughs> you guys want to hear an old episode i'll play it on my phone how come i can't see here we go. The new ones that came in. I'll start with the the most positive one. Okay. Came from Reality Guilty Pleasure this past Tuesday. Five stars. Wow. Headline fun. I look forward to this every Monday. Thanks for helping to get me through this crazy quarantine time. Awesome. That's a good one. The next one oh was still not bad. Okay, it is okay. not bad. Is from Jill, uh, who gave us four out of five stars. Okay. Now, four out of five is 80%, which is a low B. That's I feel true. like they should let you leave like four and a half, half or something. Yeah, but Jill gave us a four stars and said, solid, reliable, and consistent. Both hosts are likable. Nothing too annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Episodes start with a little bit of personal life chat, but it doesn't drag on. The content is not outrageously funny or clever, oh, man. but they cover all couples. No performative boycotting. I guess there must be some other really? podcast that's not talking about the couples they don't like. And occasionally brings some new insights. Occasionally. Not always, but occasionally. Um, then Jill says, I wouldn't mind if it were a little longer or they added other TLC shows or married at first sight. You want more? You want longer episodes, Jill? Because I already feel like 40 minutes is kind of pushing it. I got to be Jill, honest. Jill, early podcast because those were pretty long. Those were pretty long. Yeah, we've tried to like streamline it a little bit because the feedback that we've been given is that, you know, at that 30 minute mark, people... It's like a good workout podcast. Yeah, basically. yeah. So, but please continue to leave us ratings, good or bad. Give us your feedback. That, that actually does help us a lot. We'll try to be a little funnier and clever. Yeah, I'll try to be more witty. Oh my God, Jill. <laughs> I don't know how much more I can give you. I thought we were really witty and clever, but okay. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for listening, though, and thank you for rating and subscribing. We appreciate it. Last night's episode, it was the finale of season four of 90 Day Fiance Before the 90 Days. We did not hear from Ash and Avery at all. Their storyline.
on. Dunzo. Dunzo. No acknowledgement whatsoever. We got a little bit from Yolanda and the Williams. Did you notice that it was all on like cell phone like they've been doing it recently during the quarantine, that last episode? Which which makes me think that when we get to the reunion next week, the private investigator uh, that Yolanda's uh, daughter has hired has maybe in fact figured out who this is and is going to reveal it to us because otherwise, why even right. go through the getting the pers- the private investigator? Why even introduce that to the storyline? Now, Kara, who's Yolanda's daughter is is expressing her frustration in finding out that her mom is still communicating with the The Williams Williams. or whoever the Williams (laughs) actually is because we know it's not the guy in the photos so she finds this private investigator she wants to prove to her mom once and for all that this guy is not who Yolanda thinks he is and they tease that in the reunion the PI is going to reveal what he has found out but the PI says on the phone yeah this sounds very typical of the type of scam that we see all day every day and it does. I think from the very beginning, we kind of thought, well, this obviously is a catfish situation, which is what the investigator said. Yeah, that, that this is something that there is either one person or a group of people that do this to people all the time. But luckily, she hasn't sent him any money. Luckily, it doesn't sound like she's out any sort of financial. financial. So that is what makes me wonder if the Williams isn't getting any money from her. Why is he continuing? Why is he continuing to communicate with her? And that's what makes me think there's another plot twist coming. Yeah, you know what you're right, because it seems like it's, well, and especially if they're picking up from now, basically during the coronavirus, we know that most of these episodes were filmed prior, late, late last year at the at the latest. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there has to be something where the Williams feels like I can maybe... Right, because if you're a scammer, a full-time scammer, you are you have one goal in mind and that's to get money out of some clueless American or whomever. If you're not getting the money, then why would a real scammer continue to communicate? Right. Once he had to shut down his Instagram and all that, it would have been done. Right. Move on to the next. Go find the next person that you can scam and get money out of. So be good. I'm just saying you never know. You never know what this show or maybe the PI is going to come on and be like, yeah, the guy was <laughs> trying to scam me all along. Like it is what it is. Um, okay. So we have really the the Stephanie and Erica storyline we know what happened with them we know that they broke up Stephanie returned to the United States and now we kind of shift the focus to Stephanie having to tell her family tell her mom in particular that she why she really went to Australia and what happened while she was there and oh yeah by the way I'm bisexual so I kind of and I know Stephanie is not the most likable person on this season of the show right I totally acknowledge that but in seeing her mom's reaction last night i did understand a little bit more why she was more hesitant and more reluctant than erica was to just say this is my girlfriend this is why i'm in australia because you could visibly see her mom like was almost like "Mm, this does not compute it was like was like shaking her head no no you're not also by the way stephanie pulled up to her mother's house in a porsche suv okay i thought i might have been the only one who knows that but i'm like wait a minute do youtubers make that much money jay we what are we doing (laughs) we're in the wrong racket wasting our time (laughs) in this very low-paying job that we have it's like well maybe that's like an old model porsche suv still (laughs) it's a cayenne it it was nice yes i didn't notice that too i'm like geez and she's wearing the the, like red soled expensive shoes like oh my god she's doing all right for herself and her mom was pretty dismissive of the fact she said that she was confused and she's been in some toxic relationships and so she doesn't really understand what she really wants right now and i felt like 
you know, um, she probably expected that reaction from her mom, though, because she knows her mom. Yeah. And so I don't feel like it was so shocking to her that her mom would respond that way. Right. And and so as Stephanie is at her mom's house and her brother's there and she's telling her family, her mom and her brother, at least, that I was in Australia pursuing a relationship with Erica, hoping to make her my girlfriend with the end goal of her moving to the United States. It didn't work out that way. The mom did something that I thought was kind of interesting. And it's something that like a lot of parents do to kids they project what they want onto their children charming. yeah and the whole like oh i the you getting married and in having the Czech republic having this traditional wedding in the Czech republic with a prince charming it that part made me cringe a little bit just because i think that that's something that a lot of parents do instead of letting your kid be an individual and doing what's right for them and what makes them happy it's like oh well now i don't get what i wanted for you True. It's like if my daughter liked a different football team besides the one I liked, I'd be like, oh my gosh. See, but you brainwashed her. She's six years old. Know, like so. She probably doesn't even know that she could like a different football <laughs> she, team. That's because she can't, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> um, but hey, at least Stephanie was able to have the conversation, at least now. I, I'm, I would imagine that it is a stressful thing to know, hey, I was just on a TV show and it was all filmed and she's going to find out anyways. So let's go ahead and put it on the table and well, immediately I thought to myself though after she did it like I wonder how this would have changed the dynamic in Australia if that level of stress wasn't on that whole trip because that kind of I mean they had other stresses yeah but that was kind of the stress that broke the camel's back at the end was the fact that she Erica was, was very upset that she wasn't telling her mom so yeah. I wonder if she had told her mom beforehand if it would at least alleviated that amount of stress and maybe there would have been a different outcome there been a slightly different outcome I think slightly different outcome but ultimately these are two people that are not right for right. each other which is why I've said all along I do kind of hope that they can get back to a place of being at least on friendly terms like I wish you the best no hard feelings it does feel to me like there's still a lot of animosity at least on Erica's end from what I've seen on social media and rightfully so I mean I think Erica feels like she she got scammed a little bit like what yep. she bought off the internet the dress that she bought is vastly different than the dress that arrived and especially when she probably feels like I was completely up front and forward about right. who I am, what I am, etc. towards you. And you weren't. And you weren't. So, yeah, I can yeah. see that. So, moving on then. I mean, I guess we'll do Ed and Rose because their storyline is also pretty much done at this point. Yeah. Ed says he's been back in San Diego for a few days and now he's going to try to fix his relationship with his daughter, Tiffany. I felt like this was a weird interaction because I don't really understand what Tiffany's biggest gripe was, I guess. Well, I think after watching it, I think what she was so upset about was the fact that her dad was willing to pick Rose over her. And that, you know, basically when Tiffany said, Dad, this is a bad idea. This girl's 23 years old. I'm 29. Like, you're, right. you're going after someone. You're old enough to be your father. And Ed was so quickly willing to, like, say, well, I'm still going to pick this 23-year-old stranger I met on Facebook over you and your feelings. I think that that's where a lot of her being upset came from. I guess I would just feel differently, I guess, if 
it was like, Dad, I'm worried that this 23-year-old is after your money, or I'm worried that this 23-year-old is just in it for this, that, or the third. It just feels like her main crux of her you know, disappointment was the fact that she's young. Because that's all she really brings up is the fact that she's young. And we've seen other couples where, you know, it's an older gentleman, younger females kind of worked out. Maybe, maybe it hasn't worked out. But it doesn't seem like that would be the main crux of why you're so upset. Well, and I, I think she was also upset because she just could see that it was such a bad idea and her dad wouldn't listen to her and wouldn't take her opinions and her feelings into consideration. That's true. And was basically like, I'm selfish. It doesn't matter what you think or feel. And I guess on some level, when you enter into these online relationships, you do have to silence the external opinions because everybody's going to have one Absolutely. and nine times out of 10, they're going to be negative. And I experienced that. I was always surprised by how many people were like, don't you think he's maybe just trying to use you to, really? get, to get to the US? And I'm like, you know, that seed of doubt once planted it can be very hard to silence and ignore and there were a couple times where i caught myself over analyzing something that he did or said because mm. that seed of doubt was already there and you don't want to be taken advantage of you don't want someone to use you for the opportunity to come to the united states so i i do kind of i hate to say this but i actually <laughs> do kind of understand why big ed was so paranoid in the yeah, and, and, and going into it, why he wasn't more receptive to his daughter's concerns and apprehension to all of it, because... Again, if you let outside influences, they can sabotage something that could actually be real and could actually be the thing you've been waiting for, looking for. And who are we to say that the age difference makes it a completely right. unattainable thing? Because we've seen big age differences on other right. couples and, and it does work out and they do have a legit relationship. So that's the other thing that bothered me, too, is that Ed kept speaking as if, oh, well, you were right and it it totally went bad when it went bad because of you ed it had nothing to do with you know your daughter predicting that this was going to go terrible he right. made it sound like oh yeah you were right it was terrible she was scamming me but she wasn't she didn't do anything but try to be accommodating to you and you were a jerk the whole time right right and that but and again but that's big ed's biggest character flaw yeah. is that he doesn't at least not on the show doesn't seem to understand that no it wasn't everybody else wasn't right that this young girl just wanted to use you right. and, and whatever. You were the one who went over there with your American white male privilege and thought you could just do whatever you wanted, say whatever you wanted, and that she would just be grateful to be with you. Right. Thank you, Mr. American, for showing up. Right. Absolutely. So I guess on the positive side, it does look like Ed and his daughter took a step towards that reconciliation. And, and but he was like, I'm a I'm a I'm selfish, but I'm a funny and i'm like you're actually not that funny like i don't <laughs> you're really not that funny though i mean i follow him on social media and i find his actions and his behavior like i'm not laughing with you kind of laughing at him a little yeah, bit yeah like i can't believe you were you're you yeah. think that you're like a big deal now and i mean it's funny what a little reality tv fame will do to well, someone the usman soldier boy of san diego apparently apparently <laughs> um speaking of usman here we go <laughs> It's funny because I don't want to spoil anything because I know how upset people who listen to this podcast yeah, get when we, we like spoil know. stuff, but we both know some new information oh that's going to make this a little difficult. However, 
after we have seen Lisa get up from the table, storm away from Usman and his two brothers, Muhammad and Farouk. Farouk. Usman does what he always does, and he chases Lisa back to the hotel room, and he has come this far. He's so close. That you, I mean, I'm not surprised, but it was like, in that moment, he says, I don't know if this is what I want for myself. Like, I don't know if she's worth it. And, and it's like, she just embarrassed me in front of my family. It's like the worst thing she could have done to be disrespectful to, to my brothers. And he's back in the hotel room and you, you can see there's, there's that moment, but he's so committed at this point. Like, you're at the finish line. Yeah, he kind of gives I mean? her. He kind of gives her the ultimatum, and in times past, you know, they kind of make up and smile and stuff like that. But he didn't really do much smiling after they supposedly made up. He still kind of seemed like he was a little put off by the whole situation. But this is what I got to do. Yep, yep. And so it's the night before their wedding. Ultimately, they make up like they always do, and uh, they wake up the next day, and it's wedding day. Oh my gosh! And the first thing that just made me cringe a little bit was like she wakes up in the morning, she leans over, and she. <laughs> She's like, it's our wedding day. And the look on like he like uh, like flinches and looks genuinely startled by the the lady that is leaning over him. But it's time to get ready for the wedding. And excuse me um, if I miss this, but Okay, I was gonna say the same thing. The wedding dress. Right. I was gonna say, did I miss like a episode where they went to wedding dress shopping for material and stuff? They must have edited that all out. That must have been left on the cutting room floor. Right. They just brought it back for the finale, apparently. Because all of a sudden there is Lisa's wedding dress. Usman is putting on his Nigerian traditional garb, and then Lisa goes to put on her wedding dress. No bra, by the way. Braless. And, and Usman brings it up. He's like, shouldn't you put on a brazier? And she's yeah. like, Oh no, you see the straps. But don't they have strapless bras that Absolutely okay, they do. Just want to make sure. Or even if you don't have a strapless bra, you can tuck take the strap tuck the straps That's in true. and there will still be something underneath. But apparently in Lisa's mind, no bra. <laughs> is better uh that's the better option so they're they're getting ready for the wedding and i'll say to get married in a foreign country and not have any of your friends and any of your family there i, I mean know. that could not have been an easy thing for lisa she was uh surprisingly kind of like open to it yeah it didn't seem like as much as she complains about everything else is so hot as this is that there's no you know uh sink in this bathroom she had almost no complaints about the fact that oh i'm just walking into his room filled with a bunch of his family and, and his friends nobody who represents me and we're going to get married. She's like, all right, let's do this. We yeah. have to hurry up. Come on. Yeah, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. So they have their their ceremony. Family, by the way, Usman's family, still not <laughs> on board with this. And it was written all over their faces. Even mom was taking some video on her iPhone. She was just kind of like, whatever's. Yeah. And so then after they, they make it official, they are legally married in Nigeria. It's time to have a reception. And the friends who make the comment like, oh, well, at first we thought she was too old and too fat. But it seems like they kind of are warming up to the idea and they're like oh, i think we'll they'll make a, a lovely a yeah, lovely couple the friends are i don't think the family is whatsoever yeah definitely not i mean i think the brothers are definitely i don't want to say disappointed in usman but i think they are maybe a little bit sad for him that he's having to marry someone like lisa yeah muhammad especially because he's seen a lot of lisa it seems like over the last you know couple weeks they've been she said they've been there for three weeks together uh farouk's just meeting her and he already has a sense of something's just not right with this relationship so we'll see mommy says she predicts three years <laughs> three year max and then it's uh it's a no-go. Um, they have the, the big celebration. It was a little sweet to see Usman's niece sitting on Lisa's lap because as Lisa explains, the females, I guess, don't take 
part in the the, the, the dancing and the celebration in Nigerian culture. Although it did look like a fun party. It's kind of a shame. Yeah. Yeah. We did get a, a performance of I'm in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> so this is they get married like right before she has to get on a plane and fly back to the United States. And she is emotional about having to leave him. She really is much more emotional than I thought she would get at any point ever. She uh, really seems like she is kind of heartbroken that she has to leave him and not have him by her side. Doesn't she say, uh, hug my pillow, hug your pillow at night and you can think it's me? Yeah. It's like real weird and creepy stuff that she would... Just so we didn't think it could get any creepier with her. Right, right. She does say that her plan is to have Usman in the United States in six months. But again, when you marry someone on a spousal visa, it takes a lot longer than the K-1 visa. The the K-1 visa is like six to nine months on average. The spousal visa, I was always under the impression, was like an 18-month average wait for a spouse to be granted a spousal visa. So can you, I guess when you're doing one visa, you can't do another though. Is that how it works? Like you can't, he can't do like a visitation type visa or anything like that? Well, see again, and I don't know enough about immigration law. I do know that if you're denied a K-1 visa, then you can do a spousal visa, but you have to start the process all All over over again. again. So I think the thought process is I don't even want to risk getting denied a K-1 visa. So I'm going to go over there. We're going to get married and then I'm going to apply for the spousal visa because I think a spousal visa is more likely to be approved, but it takes longer than the K-1 visa. So... We uh we shall see on the tell-all. I even actually think the tell-all was filmed before the events that have recently transpired. So I don't even know if at the tell-all we're going to get oh my the Lisa that you and I have now seen. Well, we'll let you know, though. And if you want to know, so we won't spoil it, but if you do want to know, there's an Instagram account. I think it's called like 187 Anonymous. And they, whoever runs that account, digs deep and <laughs> finds the receipts, finds the evidence, and has been able to um, get us up to speed on what the current situation is. Oh, my, my. Oh, my, my. That is correct. I mean, we're talking like threatening to put people in jail and like, <laughs> it's a lot. Okay. So the main couples last night were Jeffrey and Varia, David and Lana. Let's do let's do Jeffrey and Varia. All right, Jeffrey and Varia. The curveball of the season that we well actually there's been two curveballs because the first is that no one thought Lana was real. No, we thought she was going to be totally fake or at least not show up. She might have been real, but she wasn't going to show up to anything. Right. The other curveball is that after Jeffrey leaves and flies back to Knoxville, Tennessee, there has been no mention of Varia applying for a tourist visa to be able to come to the United States to visit. But sure enough, she has already gone through that. And after Jeffrey leaves and he's all upset because Varia said she's not ready to get engaged, he's only been over there, mind you, for a couple of weeks. This is Mm -hmm. the first time they have ever met each other in person. She finds out all this information about how he's gone to prison and he has an arrest also though does she still only know about that one arrest oh yeah she has to only know about the one arrest there's no way that she knows about multiple arrests and still hops on a plane and comes over to knoxville to try to win her man back but she doesn't know that jeffrey has already moved on with pick me mary and you would feel like, you know, like uh, Avery and Ashley weren't on this episode, but you know, Avery, she picks up on red flags very quickly. So if she would have gotten to, you know, wherever to Australia and found out that all of a sudden Ash had another lady in her apartment, she'd be like, wait a minute, there's something wrong here. But it seems as if Varia is just kind of like, oh, I just have to fight a little harder. 
That's right. And does not seem to focus as much on like, okay, wait a minute. It's been like two or three weeks and you have already, you're already in a relationship with somebody else. No, she doesn't focus. In fact, she tells Mary, why can't you just be off to the side? Basically endorsing side chickness. She's like, why can't you just be off to the oh, side? Oh, I think she meant like step out of the picture. Oh. Yeah, no, 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 no. Well, I, she said go to the side. Yeah, so I'm thinking but, she's talking about like. But in an upcoming scene, she says, I want Mary out of your life. I don't want you talking to her. So I, I took it more as a little bit of a language barrier, like you need to step aside. But before we get to that, we pick up with them last night. They're at the bar and Jeffrey has shown up with Varia and the friends are all like, okay, I'm sorry, what? Like, what <laughs> What do we miss here? And then Mary shows up wearing the same shirt as when she left Jeffrey's house. So this has to be the same day. Oh, it's absolutely the same day, yes. And I'm surprised that Mary showed up, but something about it felt very like, oh no, the producers chased Mary down and convinced her like, just come out. Because I would never show up on camera after my boyfriend has essentially just let me walk out of his house without trying to stop me, hasn't even texted or called me since then. I would have been so mad at him. I would never. In fact, I probably would have called all of our friends and been like, and you guys don't show up either. I think Mary said it herself. She's like, I'm I'm sitting here being embarrassed. I'm crying. And she didn't want to be doing that. She, I think she did want some closure. She did want some answers. Some because- answers. So Mary has just shown up at the bar. These are all of their mutual friends jeffrey and mary go way back this looks like a group that all like came up grew up together went to high school together side note mary has also been arrested for domestic violence so maybe that explains why she's so willing and able (laughs) to forgive jeffrey for his indiscretions yeah she's got a mugshot too that's all over social media So it's at this point that Jeffrey pulls Mary aside and is like, yeah, I know. I mean, like, I, f- I feel bad. Like, I this I brought you into this and let's, um, just, go with let's just have fun, though. Like, we're, just, we're all here. On. Let's just we'll see what happens. Yeah. And I thought that was really weird. I'm thinking he was hoping for a threesome. I think that's secretly in his mind. He's like, maybe. I think he knows <laughs> that Mary is always going to be an option. So yeah. so she will step aside and let him do whatever whatever he wants and i think what she's hoping is he's going to pick me that if i if i don't just give up and step out of the picture right that he's going to tell varia she needs to go home because we are finally taking this to a romantic level because you got to imagine they've already done the deed and oh yeah you know they've already gotten intimate she's i suspect she's been staying at his house and they've known each other for years and he even said when he took mary on that date he said i either want you as a friend or i want you as a forever life partner and she was up front about like no I, I want to be together i think we are we're made for each other oh boy so after that then baria and mary go and have a one-on-one conversation that to me felt very staged it, did. it was very quick and very short never got to any kind of like hey let's have a communication between each other it was very much what the f are you doing here don't you talk to me that way yep. you get out of the, you get out of here he doesn't love you he doesn't love you you guys are only gonna last three months okay i'm out yeah that scene much like scenes we've seen in the past just reeked of hey you guys know you guys are gonna go sit down and you talk know hash it out yeah yeah and say say what you're thinking say what you're feeling and definitely did not feel organic or authentic no. to me at all so next thing you know varia is like 
I don't want to be here anymore. And she storms off. And then we have an, an on camera interview with Mary that actually did feel kind of authentic where she's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should just give up and walk away. And the fact that he doesn't know what he wants is really upsetting. And I felt bad for her. But then again, Mary, don't right. make yourself so available. Right. Uh, and I'm sure if she didn't make herself so available, he would want her even more. Tell That's him just- to go F off. Yes. And I hate to say it, but like, I don't, it's not like I'm, I think she should play the game, but right. like people always want what they can't have. Yeah, always. Always. And That's Mary always is Rita. just like serving it up on a platter all day, every day. <laughs> so clearly Jeffrey picks Varya because then they wake up the next morning Suitcase in bed together. The floor, they're <laughs> in bed together. He has no pants on. He has the same shirt on, but no pants. And it just... Jeffrey just man and then all of a sudden he's like oh the feelings just came rushing back and I just knew I loved you and blah 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 and it's just like oh you're so uh, such a yeah so what we see then is a is a sequence of Jeffrey and Varia meeting up with his kids or his kids are like uh what about Mary <laughs> like uh, what what's happening here and uh but they do give Varia some credit and they're like I mean I fa- think the fact that she showed up and is here right now is proof that she wants to be a part of this and 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 they also said that their dad seemed very happy like he was laughing a lot he seems really to enjoy his time with varia so they do have good chemistry when things are good yeah but when he doesn't get his way he becomes a pouty little kid and he becomes a brat a total immature brat and so you know they they're spending time together in knoxville and they varia very very, very clearly wants her ring back. Like, is like, all right, where, where's my ring? Where's my ring? I'm and now, now all of a sudden, Jeffrey isn't sure if he's ready. Right. Oh, it's a little too soon. Oh, really, Jeffrey? Is it too soon, too Jeffrey? Soon <laughs> and not only that, but like, he, to me, just strikes me as the type of person who derives pleasure in making a female feel uncertain about where they stand with him. Mm-hmm. And then expecting them to be all in or all out, no in between, no room for negotiation. And so when he's ready, you better be ready. Right. But if it's your idea, oh, no, 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 no. I don't know if I'm there yet. (laughs) And to me, again, it's just such an unattractive quality in someone. I don't know. So they go walk around Knoxville and they're like waving at trains. And I'm like, I don't. That was a weird like, oh, now you got to wave at the train. Maybe when I was like five, (laughs) I was like, you're at a parade and you wave at the people coming by. That's a grown A adult. When's the last time you waved at a train? (laughs) I I can't think of the last time I waved waving a train it's just that was so bizarre um but knoxville is a beautiful place and yeah, i actually nice. really it's like good. knoxville tennessee and, and she seemed to like it a little bit too but then he kind of called her out on it like ah oh, no nah, she's a city girl she doesn't basically she's just saying that yeah but long story short they go do or do their little tour of knoxville they go to the wishing well they write down their wishes which are to be together and then comes the 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 reproposal and she is so excited because her wish is coming true. That's it. She came and she won her man back. She got him. But it's like, you didn't win a prize, though. <laughs> and I'm so curious about whether or not they are still together because they leave. We end this their storyline with them engaged, but she has to go back. Right. And now they have to start the K-1 process. So Varya has been posting on social media. They've both been posting that things appear to be fine between them. Yeah, I saw a post that didn't look so convincing, but... 
I think they're doing it on purpose to mess with us, mm. to, to keep us guessing, because I feel like all the people who come on this show now know that those of us who are hardcore, we stalk their social media accounts and true. we look for clues and we try to figure out if the couples are still together or not. But where does the, uh, the latest domestic violence... That's a good question, because Varia says, and I quote, something that she posted on social media says that this experience for them was six months months ago six months ago puts it at the end of last year that domestic violence thing that you're talking about happened in june oh summer of 2019 Uh, so so it was probably right before right before he even started talking to varia online and definitely before they started filming which is why i don't think the show knew about it because he had already done the application process and they didn't know that something new had happened and he definitely did not tell her right so maybe she knows about it now i don't know that's the mystery of all this the How enigma she know about the fact that he kidnapped and slammed somebody's face against the floor and she's still like yeah we're good right i would like to believe that varia maybe she could forgive the fact that a long time ago he got mixed up in drugs right. and did his time and whatever but if literally right before the guy comes to see you he beat up his ex-girlfriend at least that's what is allegedly happened right. how you could still want to go forward in a oh relationship so at the tell-all i guess we will find out i mean I, well I, I don't even know Varia's at the tell-all. Yeah, I didn't see her in the uh, preview, but obviously TLC does a lot of, you know, quick edits and stuff to kind of make you, throw you off the uh, scene. Yeah. Or throw you off the scent. So As we've said in the past, Jeffrey was banned from the tell-all. So Jeffrey is not in it at all, I don't think. Whether or not Varia is, is to be determined. I guess we'll find out this coming up Sunday night when the tell virtual tell-all starts unfolding. And I almost forgot, we did get a uh, little snippet of Darcy and... Stacy and Stacy almost sure forgot did. about that. Yeah, we almost forgot about that. That's how irrelevant her storyline is at this point that she pops up and it's like, "Oh, Darcy, yeah, she's still on on the show." They so are really trying to push like, "Oh, look, here's Darcy, she's still here, guys." Yep, sitting, sitting in the front seat of the car with Stacy. And it's such an interesting thing to watch her because she is so like, "I'm going to stay true to myself and focus on me and I know I'm going to get what I deserve." And then in the next sentence, we'll turn around and be like, but is Stacy going to get married before me? And it's it's just this weird juxtaposition between the Darcy I think she wants to be and the Darcy she really is. And I think it's also very sad because let's say things work out for Darcy and she finds her Prince Charming. Well, it feels like she's kind of taking all the enjoyment out of what Stacy has right now because every time Stacy has an opportunity to kind of bask in the enjoyment of being engaged, yep. she's about to get, you know, her love of her life here. It's Florian. Kinda- Florian's got his visa in interview it's kind of like oh that's great florence coming what about me though and it's kind of like you're kind of taking away from her moment yeah she's never going to have that moment again so if you do get your moment if you're lucky enough then you kind of got yours to yourself and that feels a little selfish like you would feel like as a sister she'd be like hey you have your moment i'm gonna be happy for you let's not worry about me right now yeah and if it comes it comes and because i'm trying to you know be a good person i think it is gonna come and leave it at that we also learned last night that darcy has received a message from tom via one of tom's friends because darcy has blocked tom on all social media channels so the friend is saying that tom really wants to work things out because apparently things have already fallen apart (laughs) with the new girl he met in canada and then also gets a message from Tom's mother. I found that to be super weird. That I can't was imagine very strange. asking my mom to message a female to be like, hey, mom, can you? Well, you just, just 
tell her that I'm sorry. Just tell her to unblock me. Yeah, I thought that was a little bizarre too. But and we also don't know because at, by this point, you and I know, and and people I think listening to this podcast, we all know that at a certain point this season, Florian tried to expose that Tom had met somebody else right. and shared the pictures that Tom posted with himself and this new girl, Shannon, the blonde girl that he met at Fashion Week, who lives in Canada, is the one who sent those photos originally to Stacy. And that's how Darcy found out that Tom had met somebody else. Well, then Tom turned around and tried to expose Florian for cheating on Stacy. But we don't know if that was like a long time ago. Right. And it was like, hey, pot calling the kettle black. Let's not forget. Or if that was like a new thing that Tom knew about. Is that something that's going to be brought up during the tell all? Right. Are Stacy and Florian still engaged and moving forward? That's the big question mark. And obviously, I hope Darcy says that she's going to stay strong in her commitment to no more Tom, but... I will say he's not making it easy for her. Like, Oh, man. She's actually doing a pretty good job, and he is definitely trying to mess everything up for her, so... But that's that's that. He's not the gentleman. He's not the evolved, enlightened person... Mm Don't let the accent fool you. Right. And all the nasty things he said about Darcy, oh all gosh. of the like, this is why she'll be alone forever. And you gained weight. And we're categorically done and done. Well, well, then why are you still reaching out to her, Tom? Right. right. But as we know, I guess sometimes you, you break up with people and it's it can bring out the worst. And so I, I guess I, I don't know. I just hope that Darcy keeps moving, doesn't look in the rearview mirror. Just keep it going. Keep it stepping. OK, <laughs> finally. <laughs> David and Lana. Finally, we have the couple, which I will double down on what I said last episode. He is the ickiest, I think, character I've ever seen on the show. Every time he hugs her, it feels like a hostage situation, like where she's just like there. Yeah. Please, sir, don't kill me. Right. And he <laughs> is just so bleh over her. And it's, mm. oh, don't even make the sound. <laughs> <sighs> so after last week's episode where we saw David hanging out with Lana they go to they go to a cafe they have coffee they go bowling they go sightseeing they go to dinner he we pick up with him last night and and we find out that he's been there for like eight days, eight days and yeah. has only seen her twice well remember that full weekend from Friday to Monday she had uh, so, not soccer hockey right with her nephew so that's three days knocked out right there okay so let's walk through this if he arrives on a Friday and he's there for like nine days then he's there from Friday to the following Friday to Saturday to Sunday Mm-hmm. So he meets her on Monday. That's date one. All right. So between Monday and his final day, which is Saturday, he only sees her one more time. Right. So he probably met her Monday. Maybe they met up again. Wednesday or Thursday. Wednesday or Thursday. So it's now and like. Then she had to babysit or something, she said. So they didn't get to meet the prior day. So this is going to be their third meeting that evening. Correct. Before he flies out the next day. So he's wandering around the city by himself in this weird fur hat, (laughs) looking like a doofus. Again, that definitely has to be something that the producers are like, here, why don't you put on this hat? Put this hat on. Yeah, it's a very very Ukrainian thing. The other five times he's visited her and all the times we've seen him in the Ukraine, he's never worn. Well, he hasn't had anything to do, so he's probably been out shopping, trying to fill those (laughs) empty days that she's not hanging out with him, which should tell him everything he needs to know about where her head is and her heart is. Now, I'm trying to put myself in his position. I'm there for nine days. It's my final day, and you tell 
tell me you can't spend any time with me at all for the entire day because you have to babysit, that would have been, I mean, obviously I would have been done way before this <laughs> right, point. But, yeah. But like all the times that I would go over to Europe, there would be times that he would have to go to work and I'd have to entertain myself nine to five. But luckily I'm okay being alone and I understood you have to go to work. Like I, this, it was, I went to Europe four times in one year. He can't take a week off every time I come. So when if I think to myself, like if it had been my last day and it's like a Saturday and I knew he didn't have to go to work and he, he couldn't carve out any time for me. I just don't like David, you're in your sixties. Shouldn't you? He should definitely be more aware, but I don't think it helped that the, the fact that the private investigator decided to send like the info on all the different sites she's been on. Yeah. But David again, won't hear it. He just lives in la la land like Yolanda. He just refuses to believe that any of those other profiles on any of those other sites are actually Lana. He's like, oh, well, this is Lana, but it's a different name, so clearly it's not her. Like, no, she's giving fake names. She for, made a fake account. Fake, fake accounts, that's the whole point. Right, right. And so David responds to the private investigator with just responding with a picture of he and Lana as if that <laughs> proves he's right and the other guy's wrong. Case closed. Case uh. closed. All right, so they're finally going to meet for dinner, and David is still very much like, we haven't been intimate yet. just talking about things that I don't even want to picture in my head but I honestly think she thought he was going to propose at dinner and I think the reason that she got a little bent out of shape when he gave her the phone is because Uh, she thought it was going to be a ring yeah because I thought I was like why is she so upset that was like a new iPhone like yeah extremely happy actually and the reason that he gives her the phone is so that they can take their communication off the paid site because she still has not given him even her phone number. Right, and I mean, I don't feel like she needed the phone in order for you to get her phone number. No. But whatever. Right, so he gives her this phone that's already loaded with all the apps, the translator app, so that they can FaceTime and they can text back and forth. She looks really weird and upset and bent out of shape over she it. She really did. But again, I like I said, I that's in my mind, I go, oh, I bet she thought she was getting a diamond ring, and then all of a sudden he brings out the a phone. Yeah. And, the, and the gig's up, because as soon as you start communicating with him on the phone he gives you, there's no more money coming in from the site no more money coming in and then it you know it makes it even less appropriate for you to be like oh my internet was down oh i had to go babysit my nephew okay well you're babysitting you can still facetime me for a couple minutes while right. you're at your right. nephew's house yeah she's not gonna have the space and the control to communicate with him when she feels like it anymore right. so next thing you know david's at the airport and he still hasn't proposed to lana and at one point i was like oh maybe he's gonna just get on the plane and go home that's what I thought too. Which would have been the smart thing to do. But instead, he goes like he's going to leave, not before giving her all the weird, like the, even the way he puts his hand on her back every oh, time they're walking yeah, somewhere. A wide rub of her back. Like, it's very odd. And you see, like, she kind of like holds on almost like, eh. Yeah. Kind of like I my wife, like when, I, when I've been working out in the yard and I'm sweaty, my wife kind of just gently pats me yeah, in the back. Yeah, yeah. Like, like eh. don't, don't, please don't get yeah. too close. So, so he goes like he's going to leave and then he comes back and gets down on one knee and proposes mind you she still doesn't know that the ring is like a cubic zirconia fake ring that's what i thought too i was like ooh, ooh. this is probably not gonna be good when she takes it because she is definitely the type who's gonna take it to a jeweler and find out what is this ring worth yeah and they're gonna be like well actually <laughs> you're to you say that your cell phone is worth a lot more than this ring is right, right now, so. so she says yes he feels like he is just 
king of the world. Like, <laughs> he is just, David has won the game, won the prize, and is acting like, like a kid who's just won some stupid game. And it's, I think it's just him reveling in the, I wasn't wrong, she is a real person, and she has agreed to marry me. I can't figure out if... I feel like there's a 50-50 chance she would actually go through with it. I feel like she wants to get to the U.S. She, you know, she talked about how there's probably a lot of makeup in the U.S. She would like to be here. The opportunity to go to Las Vegas, which, by the way, is I know you love Vegas, and I love Vegas, too. No, but I love it, but I clearly don't live there because I'm like, eh, it's cool to go to like right. once or twice a year. Right. But living there, yeah, no, thank you. I would much rather be just about anywhere else than... Vegas, but she might see it as, oh, Vegas, lots of lights and glamour and right. money, excitement, and rich people. And so I can't decide if she would actually go through with it or I feel like the more time they spend apart, she's probably going to look at the ring and find out, oh, that's a cubic zirconia. She's going to realize eh, he wants to talk all the time. To talk all the time. Eh, I, I feel like his best option is to get to America and then immediately apply for a new visitation visa so he can go back to try to make sure yeah. that it happens. Otherwise, she's going to lose interest and be on more, you know, well, the preview for the tell all definitely makes it seem like they ain't still engaged because it's like him crying. Yeah, I saw, I saw him crying in the preview to the tell all. And also, I think someone said she's still, well, why is she still on the webs or why is she still on the dating sites? Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure he's going to defend that by saying, well, those are those are fake. Those are the fake ones. I don't know, man. I, I mean, look, David is one of those dudes that, like, on the one hand, I don't feel bad for him at all because I think he's just bleh, icky right. and creepy and almost like predatory yeah and you know what him and ed have varying amounts of kind of lack of sympathy for him yeah i feel like they kind of cause their own destruction but in david's case like he's had opportunities to actually date real women yep or you know maybe look somewhere else and he just didn't take it and yep. i feel like he's the fantasy guy he's the fantasy guy whereas ed you know he might not have had as many opportunities but he had a real opportunity with someone who actually wanted to be with him but he was kind of his own worst enemy and i feel like those two guys should probably compare notes and maybe go to rehab go to, rehab, go to therapy re relationship go see uh ash no nope. those three come together <laughs> they'll be stronger for it oh god could you even imagine all right part one of the tell all is coming up sunday night on tlc we'll be back one week from today keep sending us the comments the feedback it actually is very helpful and insightful and we do appreciate it if you take the time to do it look for reality bites on apple Podcasts, google play wherever you listen to podcasts Wait and subscribe